Hey everybody, I'm Brian Grossman, Editor-in-Chief of the Colorado Springs Independent. Uh, this is the Indy 15, the show about everything you need to know in the news. Uh, the guests in studio today are Managing Editor Helen Lewis uh, and our reporter that you can't see right now, uh, that's Nick Raven. Nick, you want to say hi? Hello. Hi. I've always wanted to be on here. Thank you so much. Yep. You say that every time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so thanks for listening. Uh, we're just going to talk about uh, the indie, what's happening with the indie, both this week and next week. Um, for those of you who can see what I'm doing via the YouTubes, uh, the cover story this week is Mill Street Blues, written by Amelia Allen. Uh, I'll have to show it to a camera. Yes, and I'll show it this yeah. way. There we go. Uh, and so this is sort of... Uh, a recap of gentrification uh, within the city and potential gentrification for those not familiar. Mill Street is around the Drake power plant area, uh, which has been in the news. Drake's last day was yesterday. yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Um, and so we kind of talk about the Mill Street neighborhood and how it could uh, meet the same fate as other neighborhoods like the Conejos neighborhood, which is where America the Beautiful Park is now. Um, and the Lowell neighborhood. Um, so, yeah, definitely worth checking out. Helen, anything to add about the, the Mill Street story? Yeah, I think it's sort of just about that, the tension that we always see between revitalization efforts, which are worthy, um, and the fears of people, you know, who have seen um, some of those either go south or end up with gentrification or have been effectively pushed out of areas that, once they're improved, they can no longer afford. So mm -hmm. this is their home. They have concerns about it. And some of them, um, I think the main thing, uh, maybe not the main thing, but one of the prominent things is that they want to be a bit more involved in the conversations mm -hmm. earlier in the process um, and sort of keep the spirit of the area. But it's an interesting, interesting issue. Yeah, and with Drake now going away, uh, some would say that's pretty prime real estate, uh, really close to downtown. Yeah. Um, you've got the Olympic Museum right across the way. America the Beautiful is right there. You've got uh, Widener Field and all the housing that's going mm -hmm. up in that. So you're already seeing areas that maybe weren't the best real estate starting to become prime real estate, and mm -hmm. that's that's creeping its way over toward the Drake area. So. Yeah, I think um, that's going to be just. Um so so many people have their eye on that mm -hmm. for something. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what's ahead. And it's closed a long way ahead of schedule as well. Yeah. So we're going to see, I think, um, things accelerate there. Right. Yoga studios will be in Drake by the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, Yoga studios yes. and gelato shops. <laughs> Head over to Drake's Gelato. That's uh, the whole plan. I would take that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, we've also got, um, and we discussed this some last week, uh, the news story this week is about uh, Senator, State Senator Heisey mm -hmm. and his residence issues. That was written by our own Helen Lewis. Um, do you want to recap that real quick? Yeah, we touched on it a bit last week, but I can um, run through it for sure now that it is in print. Should, mm -hmm. I, should I show it? Well, this is kind of my marked up there you copy. Go. But it is um, in the paper, it's Stranger in a Strange Land is the headline. Um, so it is one of these ongoing issues um, that has arisen from redistricting, which has gone on. And um, we've seen in the news a few cases of um, public officials being accused of mm -hmm. 
illegally voting because they have claimed a district of residence um, that one person or another or groups have um, believed is not their real residence. So in this case, um, Senator Dennis Heisey is uh, who we're talking about. Um, The Colorado Ethics Institute uh, made a complaint or rather submitted a memo investigation Mm -hmm. to the DA's office calling for an investigation and saying that Senator Heisey illegally voted in the Republican primary because he claimed a district that he didn't actually live in. So what they're um, talking about is that uh, Senator Heisey's home has been in Fountain, um, which is in Senate District 2, which he currently represents. He's the senator for District 2. Mm -hmm. Um, When the redistricting happened, um, he was effectively drawn out of his own district. Mm -hmm. If he continued to live in that house, he's now running for Senate District 11. Mm -hmm. And so in a hurry, he found a place to live in District 11. Um, So this goes into a lot of detail, but um, the Ethics Institute is saying uh, he doesn't really live in District 11. He really lives Mm -hmm. in Fountain. So they did a whole investigation and had him followed. He was doing all the housey stuff in Fountain and not up in D11, mowing, mowing his Fountain... Yeah, yard and yeah, running running errands from there is one of the things Even answering they the said. door early in the morning. Yeah, and running from and driving from there up to um, do all all the business right. in the capital. So there's a whole lot in this. It, it runs across three pages. You can take a look. Yeah. Um, they've got surveillance pictures, all yeah. kinds of things. But it definitely is a, an ongoing issue, um, and uh, we're going to be following this because um, there hasn't not yet been the the DA's office has received right. the memo um, hasn't but made it a decision yet hasn't made a decision it takes them some time to make that decision right. so yeah that's that's in this edition too kind of scary what people can figure out though just watching you from across the street about <laughs> so it does make you think twice yeah you might be watched somebody could be watching you right now um and then uh let's get into some of the art stuff we have Labor Day coming up. Uh, it's about to be Labor Day weekend. This marks the end of the summer season, sort of, even though it's still going to be summer for a few weeks. Um, but Nick went into the, the First Friday stuff. First Friday, the first First Friday is kicking off tomorrow. Nick, what's happening with First Friday? So First Friday... Yeah, that's good. Uh, so <laughs> if I can get next to the microphone, that's pretty great. Um, why is my arm... Okay, we're great. Uh... So first Friday, we've got a number of celebrations all up and down the corridor. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, at the at the MAC, you've got your Moonlight Market. Um, downtown, uh, I'm, I don't have my paper in front of me, of course. Uh, but there's another cool... <laughs> we've got a couple here. Uh, we have this, the City Odd. They usually have their uh, news uh, galleries in there. Kreuzer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Galleries and uh, G44, they're conjoined. I don't know if you guys have been up there, uh, but they've got a really cool space. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't since the since G44 moved, actually. Oh yeah, not yeah. Even, go yeah. up and go up and uh, and see them there. And there we had a, I think it was the Garfield uh, Gallery Garfield up on gallery. OCC. Uh-huh. And I got a, a new exhibit there. A lot of um, uh, new ones there. One of the things that we actually didn't get covered in. There was uh, the Bridge Gallery has their fiber display here on Friday as well, uh, and they're doing a special uh, exhibition uh, that on uh, Friday night. Fiber, Excellent. fiber, you say? Fiber, exactly. Mm-hmm. Not fiber optic. Like there's no gigabits. Not cereal. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. No, yeah, yeah. No Wheaties or anything. Oh, okay. I don't know what has fiber in it. 
I'm okay. pretty sure Wheaties is up there. I'm sure it is. Yep. Uh, but uh, yeah, first Friday, um, all all the galleries have new exhibitions. Go out and see them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have a surface gallery in here. This is our event horizon that goes over all the the gallery stuff. Kreuzer, Cottonwood Center for the Arts, the Garfield Gallery, and G44 are the ones that we talk about for this week. So, yeah. Um, but are, are you sad that summer is ending, Nick? I'm all, you know, it's so weird because uh, it was so hot and it was That's so true. dry this summer. It was so weird. But uh, it'll be interesting because I've never done First Friday in the fall. Mm. So to like be able to, and there's maybe, you know, a snowflake coming down and there's that brisk breeze mm. as you're going down the street. Like, I think that would be pretty cool. Uh, literally, yes. Lit it would be literally, <laughs> literally less than at least cooler temperature. Yeah, yeah. Relative to the the surface of the sun or whatever. Yeah. Do you want to share with the class what you did on summer vacation? Uh, I got a new job. Yeah. <laughs> and a promotion. And a promotion. Yeah, yeah. I'm a full reporter now, yeah. so that's pretty cool. I didn't do anything on summer vacation. I haven't had a vacation. So. No. <laughs> no, it's been it's been work, work, work. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. Well. We'll rectify that. But you're having fun, right? I'm having a lot of fun right yeah. now as I'm watching all of these things happen at the same time. Yeah. Hoping nothing dies. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty great. Well, we love Nick. We're glad he's here. Thank uh, you. Helen, what did you do on your summer vacation? <laughs> uh, my summer, I'm going to count my vacation because it was in May, yeah. technically. My whole summer has been also work. Yeah. I take snowflakes really personally, so I'm very upset that summer is over. Yeah. I only like summer and spring. Not a lot of snow where you're from, the island you're from. Is <laughs> no. the, the great big island I'm yeah. from. No, I went home um, to see my family in Brisbane uh -huh. um, and to mostly, my plan was to just kind of sit still on the veranda with my brothers, drink some wine, talk to my dad under a tree, go uh -huh. shopping with my mom, all that kind of thing. And al I almost stuck to that. I went, yeah, uh -huh. I was very low key. I did go to the Gold Coast with my brothers. You can't not do that. I went a couple of places, but otherwise I sat very still. My parents live, well, at my, what I still think of as my house um, is about maybe three minutes drive from the beach. So we just went there every morning and drank coffee on the beach. It was, it was the best. Did you put chicken salt in your coffee? <laughs> That's one thing, one thing that chicken salt doesn't work with. Chicken salt works with practically anything else. I'm evangelist for chicken mm -hmm. salt. Yep. And um, you really have to get the Australian chicken salt. I think it's that's the only salt. kind there is. I'm pretty sure there's not any other chicken salt. You might salt. be right. I felt almost offended for a second, and then I was like, no, 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 no you're you know, right. took some pride in that. <laughs> I'm still trying to smuggle some over. I mean, it's legal. I'm saying smuggle because <laughs> it's kind of like a whole operation <laughs> to get it here. Yeah. And every time my mom tries to send it, she screws up and sends something else. Sorry, mom. Hey, you got any of that chicken salt? <laughs> <laughs> I got some premium chicken salt here. Yeah. Yeah. You have to show it under the table. Mm -hmm. Nick, yeah. had, you, had you ever heard of chicken salt before today? No, but there's a lot of cooking spices and stuff that I am definitely not aware of. So if you'd said if you had said that there was a bovine spice, uh, okay, it's like everyone bovine uses spice. Bovine I like that. spice. Yeah. yeah, if you had told me there was a bovine spice, it's the secret ingredient in donuts or something. Really? I would have no, like I'd have to fact check that. Okay, yeah, a pinch of chicken yeah. salt. <laughs> A little bit of bovine spice, and I think uh, we're there. Yeah, no, I had, I had no idea. <laughs> not at all. Yeah, okay. uh -uh. I, I feel like our main exports, apart from, like, wine and real beer, not Foster's, mm. which is not real beer, PSA, um, should be chicken salt and Tam Tim, Tim Tams. Tams. Tim Tams, yes. Yeah, yeah okay. that, that should be it. Yeah. Um, okay, so. Yep. 
Summer. Busy late spring and then yeah. working all summer. Working all long. summer. Yeah. That's okay. All right. We like it. What about you? Uh, I, I did get a little bit of a vacation. We took a Colorado road trip and went southwest. I have not been to that part of the state before this summer. Um, that's not true. I went to Ure a few years ago, but like really southwest, yeah. we didn't, we haven't been down that way. So we went to Pagosa Springs and did some camping. Um, nice. Yeah, Pagosa's nice. And then we went to a lake near Pagosa Springs, and I can't think of the name of it. It starts with a V. Uh, and we did some kayaking on the lake, and then we went to Ure again, and then I went to the Black Canyon of the Gunnison and camped there, which is amazing if you guys mm -hmm. have not been. I didn't, I'd heard of it. I didn't know there was anything really like that in Colorado, um, and I think there are parts of the Black Canyon of the Gunnison that are deeper than the Grand Canyon. It's what? over 2,000 feet from where you're standing to the, the bottom. Do you so, have to camp? Uh, well, it's a... It's a state park. Okay. <laughs> Look at me like... It might be a national park. It's, really? it's a state or national park. Okay. Pardon me. That's fair. For not knowing. Um, and they might have like some cabin-y things that you could rent. Thank but you. if you're going to stay overnight, you're probably going to sleep on the ground. So... Um, but it's really cool, really cool. Good. Yeah, that sounds good. So you, I did sent, that. you sent me to Ure, and you did not steer me wrong. That yes, was, Ure is an amazing good, little town. If you've not been down to Ure, yeah. Um, and then prior to that, I had a little impromptu. Uh, well, not really impromptu. Sort of impromptu family reunion, thanks to yeah. uh, Ancestry.com yeah, and finding story. out that I have relatives that I didn't know existed before. Uh, just a few months ago. So yeah, that was yeah, like cousins you didn't know and everything. Um, but if you're going to read the indie post Labor Day, so that would be the next indie coming out. You might be sad that summer's over, but we have uh, the cover next week is about Devochka. Yeah. Uh, if you're not familiar with Devochka, they are a Denver indie band, um, and they're going to be playing. They've actually become kind of a big deal. They did the score for the movie Little Miss Sunshine. Nick, when did that come out? You know stuff like that. That was a. Uh, that was 2006. Six or seven, yeah, probably yeah. in there, about 15 years ago. It was the same house that they uh, filmed Breaking Bad in afterward. Really? Yeah. Really? I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. I, I'd seen Breaking Bad, I think, before, and then it's like, that's Walter White's house. It's the oh, house you, that the family the lived in yeah, in Breaking Bad? You actually yeah. recognized it? Yeah. Oh, you, that, just... you don't forget. <laughs> is, that New Mexi is that actually in New Mexico? Because I know Yeah, it's an actual... Okay. Like, in Albuquerque, yeah. So there you go, a little trivia from Nick. And you've seen the band, right? I've seen Devochka. I saw Devochka uh, probably about 15 years ago at what was Mile High Music Festival, which they don't do anymore. Um, so they were sort of new. That would have been maybe a year or two after the Little Miss Sunshine thing. But they're they're playing at Stargazers Theater, which is sort of a big deal. Mm -hmm. um, and I'd give you the date if I had it in front of me, but I don't. So check out that issue so you know when Devochka's playing. You'll have to, like, do that thing where you put it in the show notes. Yeah. Just say that. We'll make Nick put yeah. that in the show notes. Um, Absolutely. But there's sort of a... Oh, bohemian. Uh, they got a, a bohemian vibe to them. Uh, Gogo -Go Bordello, they've been compared to them, I think. Um, so really colorful, lots of energy. Uh, should be a good show. Check them out. Um, keep the summer party going, I guess, just a little bit longer. It can last. Yeah, and it'll be, it's still warm. Uh, it's, I think it's going to be warm next week. So I don't, it, for people, I, obviously, I think most of our, our listeners are here in Colorado Springs, mm -hmm. but there's that point where it's hot. 
like wherever you're under the sun it's hot but then you feel that cold breeze yeah and it's the same thing at the same time Mm -hmm. and it's really strange and you can kind of smell it too yeah smell the change of the season yeah like leaves dying or something yeah (laughs) so kathy riley writes some of our uh, indie blasts that go out every day and Mm. she said that everything has sort of a champagne light to it this time of year which i liked i thought that was nice yeah right so that makes me forgive it a bit almost yeah it's a feat well yeah i don't like i don't i don't like the change of the season so i like seasons (laughs) i come from no seasons yes hot hot a little bit hotter winter is still as far as i'm concerned sundresses if you like ask my sister-in-law it's like 10 layers but Mm -hmm. you can totally dress like this that would be fully dressed for winter this would be too much winter probably it's a little warm now to be honest but um (laughs) yeah i like seasons and fall is probably my favorite so i really like when Mm. Stuff takes a turn for the worse. I've got pumpkin spice. <laughs> I don't. I don't pumpkin spice. It. <laughs> I, think you I avoid it like the plague. Uh, all right. So yeah, lots to digest today. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, thanks everybody. I want to thank Helen Lewis. I want to thank Nick Raven for joining me here in the studio. Don't forget to pick up this week's issue yes. of the Indie Mill Street Blues. You can see that if you're watching on YouTube. Yep. If, if you can see it, I'm holding it up. Sorry, you can't see it. You'll have to pick it up. Uh, it is available on newsstands everywhere and digitally through our website, mm-hmm. csnd.com. Uh, let us know what you think of the story, about the show, about the paper, uh, about our social media, anything you like. Uh, we read every single one of those posts, so uh, post away. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe. Click that bell so you get notifications whenever we post a new video. Uh, This show was produced by Dave Gardner and Nick Raven. Videocast was directed by Dave Gardner and distributed by our digital team, which is made up of Sean Cassidy and Michaela Jones. Dustin Glatz is our art director. Uh, Helen Lewis is managing editor. Amy Gillentine is our publisher. I'm Brian Grossman, editor-in-chief. Be sure to join us next week for another episode of the Indy 15. Thanks, everybody.